Welcome back to The Greek Current, a podcast by the Hellenic American Leadership Council and Gati Meridin. A Russian state news agency said on Tuesday that Russia and Turkey had signed a contract to ship Ankara, a second batch of the S-400 air defense system, but a Turkish defense official immediately cast doubt on the report. These reports come as a Turkish delegation is reportedly visiting Washington to continue talks on Turkey acquiring upgrades for its F-16 fleets and perhaps new F-16s. Joining us today on The Greek Current to discuss the latest act in the Turco-Russian drama is Cliff Smith, the Washington Project Director for the Middle East Forum. Mr. Smith has previously served as a congressional staffer and has been a key part of the No Jets for Turkey Coalition. Cliff, welcome to The Greek Current. Thanks, Andy. Really appreciate it. Uh, always great to talk to you. Always enjoyed working with you on these issues as well. Thanks. Cliff, Russia is claiming that there is a new deal for S-400 with Turkey. Ankara is denying it. Who is telling the truth? Uh, both are basically telling the truth and both are kind of lying. It's uh, Both are giving a little bit of the truth and leaving out things that they'd prefer not to discuss. Um, it appears by all accounts that we can see that is what's really going on is Turkey is getting more S-400 missiles. That's what's going on. Um, the issue is Russia says this is a new agreement for additional missiles. Turkey says it's simply exercising an option. It's the original agreement to acquire them. Um, so to the degree that distinction has a meaning, it's very difficult to know what that is from a US or Greek uh, point of view or, or Kurdish or, or Armenian or many other points of view, frankly. Um, but um, the real issue here is that in spite of U.S. sanctions, in spite of all of what it has cost Turkey in terms of uh, diplomatic ties, sanctions, uh, trouble in um, you know, relations with the U.S. and their partners, not only has it not backed down on the S-400, not only has it not changed its behavior, um, it, it has actually fired even more. And that says a lot about where Turkey is going right now. So what's, what's particularly special about the timing of this news today? Well, um, there is a Turkish delegation um, that is reportedly in Washington working on advancing Turkey's request for updated new F-16s. Um, this is, they are also, um, the defense minister has actually been pretty clear that he wants to try to overturn provisions added by the House to further condition their um, um, purchase of X-16s um, should they go through, which we're still hoping they won't, but on not overflying Greek airspace. And they've been very clear they want to overturn that. Um, but this thing with the S4, new S-400s could well be a ploy through which Turkey puts pressure on the Biden administration to uh, expedite the F-16 sale. Um, they certainly have done things like this before. They're not above blackmail. They're not above, um, you know, sort of underhanded tactics. I mean, frankly, I would argue they more or less most likely were doing that through the Scandinavian countries entering NATO. Um, they more or less not only strong arm Sweden on the um, uh, on, you know, Kurdish stuff, but they also, you know, the fact that Biden administration came out and said they wanted to get sell Turkey F-16s explicitly, that the president himself did, after um, that, I don't think was an accident. Um, it is also interesting to note from my point of view that uh, Biden in saying that mentioned Congress's role several times. Um, I don't think that was an accident either. 
I do think he wants sort of an out and I hope Congress gives him, frankly. But um, on the other hand, there's other ways of looking at this. Um, uh, this may be Russia trying to deepen the rift that um, exists within NATO. There's been a lot of talk on Capitol Hill about sort of going along to get along, not so much because for Turkey's sake or even the US's, but for the sake of Ukraine, I know. Um, and that um, the Russians are well aware that this um, is a potential rift within NATO. They know that Erdogan plays both sides um, and therefore they um, can try to exploit that for their own purposes. The Biden administration is trying to uh, play down the differences with Turkey and mute their criticisms. Um, but by raising the issue of the S-400s, they're trying to, um, trying to deepen that rift. Um, and of course, Turkey, um, by sort of bringing up this issue again, which of course, you know, the uh, US has been trying to enforce um, its will on, um, and frankly, having Turkey live up to its obligations um, for NATO, um, trying to highlight the area where this has been an explicit breach uh, can only help Russia um, and increases a deeper division in NATO. Even, even if the Biden administration or the State Department uh, or certain analysts want to mute the criticism and play down the criticisms, uh, the opposite seems to be happening on Capitol Hill. And if we remember the case of the F-35s, it was Congress uh, the force, the issue with the original S-400 purchase. And you've been speaking with congressional offices consistently on this issue. How do you think Congress will react to today's news? Uh, Congress, is, you're right, has been a leader on this issue, much more than um, administration of either parties, I would argue. Um, I think that's um, due to the fact that, um, you know, there's sort of pressure on the administration to sort of, um, you know, get along with America's allies and smooth over all differences. Well, Congress can, uh, is a little bit, being a little bit removed actually gives it a little bit clearer eye about the things that have happened in Turkey and the changes that are going on. I certainly think Congress is going to focus more on the fact that Turkey's been come in possession of additional S-400s. I mean, Congress forced this issue um, years ago with, um, with the F-35 program, and they're forcing this issue today um, um, with the F-16s. Um, whether a new agreement or just an option to, um, on the old agreement, um, to co-produce and continue to get more S-400s to Russia is certainly going to get Congress's attention. And um, it will certainly matter. Um, there are already strong opposition to um, the F selling advanced F-16s or upgrade kits to Turkey in Congress. Um, holds have been maintained by the committee chairs um, Senator Bob Menendez, a uh, Democrat from New Jersey, has been by far the most strident voice and, the, and the, the, the leading voice on that topic. It'll be very difficult to get past that. Um, Menendez is not a shrinking violet, to put it mildly. Um, over 50 members of the House have already um, voiced objection. Um, and the rationale, um, one of the rationales in order to overturn the F-16 upgrades and UX-16s is that it would violate the spirit, maybe even the letter of CATSA. Again, this shows us that compliance with CATSA is in no way a priority for Erdogan, um, for Ankara under his leadership. Um, the, there's an NDAA amendment, the NDAA being the uh, National Defense Authorization Act um, that restricts weapon sales to Turkey if it does not, if it continues its territorial overflight 
over Greeks. Uh, um, and this is something that Congress passed on a bipartisan basis on a somewhat unusual bipartisan coalition. I'm, I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it was roughly three quarters of Democrats and about a quarter of Republicans, which is an unusual coalition. But it shows not only that majority, that there's a significant voice in Congress in both parties that is opposed to this. It also shows, frankly, that there's room to grow because it's not being treated as a purely partisan issue. And there's a lot more work that can be done, hopefully part of our coalition and others, um, to sort of bring more people that sort of still think this is their grandfather's turkey, if, if that makes sense, and to make them realize that things have changed. I mean, one of the things that the Middle East Forum has been pointing out for a number of years is that, um, not to put it too simply, but politics does not work in the Middle East the same way it works in America. Um, a party wins, a party loses, um, and you know we kind of fight it out under the same battle lines. It doesn't always work that way in the Middle East. Um, ideologies in particular move around. Um, for many years, um, you know, a radical Islamist ideology, you know, support for terror groups, support for um, you know, radical imams, stuff of, the, stuff of this nature was the purview of Saudi Arabia. Uh, radical curricula to indoctrinate youth was something that happened in Saudi Arabia and Egypt, you know, in, in Jordan um, more than it did Turkey. Um, or other countries. Nowadays, um, and it's not just me saying it, there's many people pointing out Turkey's curriculum is uh, even worse um, than Saudi's used to be. And things are changing and for the worse significantly. And so the point I'm making is that um, the, the trick I think to get even, we already have a very good chunk of Congress that understands the problems in Turkey and understands many of the problems in any way. There's huge openings to show them how much things have changed because they didn't always, um, you know, things have changed, even though um, you know, Greeks for understandable reasons have always had concerns with Turkey and there's always been bad acts, but even with Turkey's problems historically, it, it's order of magnitude worse in my opinion now. And, uh, and until that changes, um, our policy needs to change towards them. Cliff, in many analyses that you've written uh, and spoken about and uh, about Turkey, you noted and we referred to the F-35 sale and now Turkey is going for F-16s. Uh, you've noted that Turkey has not changed its behavior, it just changed its ask. Mm -hmm. um, and today, this news shows that not only is it not changing its behavior, it's doubling down on its behavior and insisting on its ask. How how do you highlight that for U.S. policymakers, and what should they insist on? I think they should insist on um, Turkey changing its behavior in a whole host of ways, or else um, it, it's going to cost them. I mean, look, I I, um, I, I understand that international politics um, is complicated, particularly with regards to NATO, particularly at the Middle East, and this is both. Um, and so you can't you know flip the switch overnight and change everything. However, um, Erdogan needs to know that there is a price to pay for his bad acts and that he can't do anything he wants in cost-free. And that if he is going to, um, if he is going to uh, continue to act as he does, in, in other words, get closer to Russia, if he is going to continue to um, you know, use American weapons against um, peaceful nations, uh, friends of America. For example, Turkey recently 
killed a commander in the Syrian Democratic Forces with a drone. Um, we don't know the details of that drone. At least I've not seen the details of what that drone was, but some of those drones have American parts. Um, and he killed a leader that, according to US military, um, has helped us fight ISIS and saved American lives. Um, that should incur a cost. Um, that should incur a heavy cost, things like that. Obviously, the S-400 missile has incurred some cost, but not enough from my point of view because he hasn't changed his behavior. Um, and in a whole host of issues, I think, from Armenia to Syria to Greece uh, to Israel to many other ways in which Erdogan is dealing with the rest of the world, we need to let them know that any behavior they have that is contrary to the U.S. interests, that is contrary to NATO's interests, and you know, other American allies' interests, it's going to cost him. It's going to cost him in terms of diplomatically, in terms of deals with the United States, in terms of his support in Congress, and every step, everything he does, when he does something wrong, it's going to cost him. That's what I think the message needs to be sent for multiple reasons. Number one is because he needs to know it because he needs to change his behavior. And if he doesn't, frankly, um, the US needs to start setting up a precedent where we're not cooperating with him in the same way anymore because he has continued on his bad behavior. Cliff, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current. Look forward to having you back. Thank you very much, Andy. Really appreciate it. In other news, Cyprus pushed back against Turkey's latest attempt to undermine a solution to the Cyprus problem based on UN Security Council resolutions. Andreas Haji Hisantu, Cyprus's permanent representative to the United Nations, responded to a letter sent by his Turkish counterpart to the UN Secretary General, decrying Turkey's efforts to portray one of Cyprus's ethnic communities as a people as an attempt to claim a separate right of self-determination, something that Haji Hisantu declared is not only legally invalid as ex post facto, but with no basis in historical reality. And despite an agreement between Greece and Turkey to avoid provocations on religious holidays, Turkey carried out 39 airspace violations over the Aegean Sea on Monday during one of Greece's most important religious holidays, the Assumption of the Virgin Mary. That wraps up the Greek current for today. Thanks for joining.